Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Kobe Bryant's talents on the court were obvious and unmatched. But what about his work off the court? He talked about the need to combat violence in the community. He also talked about police abuse and police misconduct. So he was talking about violence across the board. That, to me, indicated someone that had a social consciousness, a social awareness. I'm Steve Gregory, and this is The Death and Life of Kobe Bryant. Well-known writer and civil rights leader Earl Ofari Hutchinson lives in Los Angeles and says he's not much of a basketball fan, but he is a fan of Bryant, mostly for what Bryant wasn't known for. What intrigued me was oftentimes what's missed with individuals like a Kobe Bryant. Namely, what do they do off the court? One thing that struck me in, in reading some of the commentaries and some of the articles and pieces after Kobe, you know, after the tragedy, he made a statement, and this is what really caught my eye and ear. He said, life is more, I'm paraphrasing, life is more than just putting a ball in a hoop. Now, I reflected on that, and I said, wait a minute. There's some depth here. There's some consciousness here. There's some understanding. Look, I got to have a life, and there's a world outside the sports arena, the basketball court, the superstar celebrity thing that you know most people relate to him as. Namely, I have to, uh, to deal with people, or I want to deal with people. Namely, many people have problems. And we, long checklist of things from, you know, I mean, uh, housing needs, food, um, poverty, all the things that, you know, confront many, many people. So it seemed to me that Kobe Bryant was getting something about, I want to help. I want to be a part of that. I want to use my fame and my celebrityhood I want to use that for good um, to help humanity. That's what intrigued me about him, and that's what I wanted to write about. 
So I began looking at things, and I remember from a personal experience, um, Nipsey Hussle. Kobe, Nipsey was doing things, well, a number of things in the community, but one thing, he was really trying to deal with the whole issue of violence in the community. So they had a series of forums that Nipsey Hussle put on. Kobe came to that, and he talked about, you know, uh, the need to combat violence in the community, and he also went a little bit further. He also talked about police abuse and police misconduct and police violence. So he was talking about violence across the board. And so that, to me, indicated someone that had a social consciousness, a social awareness. I felt that that is a thing that needed to be spotlighted. Uh, I felt, I did not want to see that get lost in the, the adulation and the recriminations uh, and the tears and, and the sadness and the tragedy, which I mean is legitimate. But I thought there was more to Kobe Bryant, and quite frankly, he still do. KRRL, SM Los Angeles. LA's number one morning show is on. Yo, what's going on? It's Big Boy's Neighborhood. Y'all know what's going on. Real 92.3. Syndicated radio personality Kurt Alexander, otherwise known as Big Boy, was a close friend of Bryant. Bryant was a frequent guest on Alexander's morning show, Big Boy's Neighborhood, here in Los Angeles. Alexander says Bryant was more to L.A. than just basketball. You know what, man? It gave it gave people something to believe in. And not only was it something shiny, like Kobe always said, you know, hard work. You know, we rooted for him. And so many people love Kobe Bryant, but it's different when it's your own, too. And, it, and it's an example being showed to the world. And it's a positive example. It's a person that works hard. So we would see those kind of things. And I've done a lot of things with Kobe that was, you know, it wasn't about radio. It was about feeding the, the, the community, you know, uh, taking care of the homeless. Like Kobe was very big on that. I was uh, taken aback by really how authentic his interest and commitment to ending homelessness was. Heather Carmichael is the executive director of My Friend's Place in Hollywood, a nonprofit dedicated to helping young people who were dealing with homelessness. Carmichael remembers how Bryant became interested in her organization. So many years ago, um, I think when uh, he and Vanessa were leaving the Staples Center and really starting to see um, homelessness uh, right outside of the Staples Center. Like, right, I can only imagine what it was like to win a game, be in that state of euphoria, being a champion for Los Angeles, a revered person, and then to pull out and see people sleeping on the sidewalk. I can, I like, I think that contrast really caught his attention. Um, and as he went on, I think what was a learning journey about what the issue was and looking for organizations that were effective and having impact in their exploration of uh, the youth population. Uh, I was told that all heads nodded towards my friend's place. I feel incredibly like honored and grateful that the community pointed uh, Kobe and Vanessa our direction uh, because their impact here uh, continues to this day. I knew that he understood those young people and I could see his sense of responsibility 
of not using them for that moment. And then he came back and then he brought his community in. Like, right, as it wasn't only about he and Vanessa in that moment and having a stage to talk about their interest in philanthropy and their launch of their family foundation, which was beautiful unto itself. But then he invited his friends and associates that are leaders in Los Angeles that had the resources to be able to invest in organizations to be a part of the game changing of it. So yes, he walked the walk and he invited people to step up alongside of him. Coming up, a look at how Bryant's darkest days were a wake up call to young black men everywhere as the death and life of Kobe Bryant continues. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Earl Afari Hutchinson is a well-known author, commentator, and civil rights leader in Los Angeles. Hutchinson says he's not much of a fan of basketball, but considers Bryant a role model, especially for young African-American men. He points out that Bryant's sexual assault case in Colorado became a pivotal moment 
for a lot of reasons. It was a blessing and a curse. The curse was, if you're talking about the accusation of rape in the trial uh, in Colorado, that was the curse that had happened. The blessing is that it happened. Now, it sounds like, <laughs> what are you saying? Uh, I'm saying exactly that. It happened at a time. So basically, you're talking about a young guy uh, who faced a situation that was essentially, it could have been career-threatening. Um, certainly, it was not life-affirming, but it was threatening. And it was a wake-up call for him. And, if, and I know we all noticed after that, decades after that, uh, Kobe was an exemplary individual. I mean, it, it really was a thing, well, wait a minute, this happened early. It caught him when it was early. It was a shock. It was a wake-up call. And I think what it did was it alerted him, look, I am a role model. Millions of people watch me. Millions of people judge me. And more importantly, millions of people look up to me. So I've got to start acting responsibly. I've got to start acting responsibly first and foremost in the home, my wife, my family. And then also, too, I have, no, I have an obligation to the fans. You know, the fans, um, even though they overinflate, I feel, athletes and their importance, grossly overinflate them. But it is what it is. So the fact is, they are idolatrized these superstar athletes people do look up to them and especially i think kobe was aware that so many young african-american males were looking to him because the identification with basketball sports and so forth so i think all of that came together in kind of a, a perfect storm um i have to be a good role model um i learned the lesson and he actually did learn from that because you know we have seen a number of uh, celebrities and a number of athletes that continue to do things. <laughs> I mean, continue to shoot themselves in the foot, continue to be their own worst enemies. They haven't learned a damn thing. But he was different. He did learn from that. And the proof of that is it never happened again. I don't remember anything after that of anything that we could call scandal. Personal, involving morals, uh, involving uh, political, involving social any kind of scandal. I don't recall any of that. So Kobe had almost a two-decade run after that of basically exemplary behavior. But I think the more important thing is he made up his mind. I have to learn from this. Going forward, I still got a lot of years left with my basketball career, and I'm going to be looked up to in a role model. I have to live up to that responsibility in many communities, especially the African-American communities, because he was looked up to. They loved this man. They really respected him. Um, they really identified with him. When I say they, I mean a lot of young African-American males. I mean, they saw him as, as emblematic of a good role model and also a giant sports figure, somebody that we definitely want to emulate. So I think that is a void right there. Um, individuals like a Kobe Bryant in many ways are very unique, and they're almost, I know it's a cliche to say this, but uh, they are almost irreplaceable in the sense of who can really step in where they were. Now, that's not to say that others aren't coming along. But if we've noticed one thing, I haven't seen since the death, well, even during the life of Kobe, and of course, the death of Kobe, um, the kind of adulation that a sports figure slash community figure, and that's what I put behind Kobe Bryant had. That's why you saw this great outpouring uh, of, I mean, sense of loss. And so I think uh, over time, that loss is going to continue to resonate 
because he is irreplaceable. Hutchinson wrote about Bryant's life being more than basketball, and that's how he wants to remember him. He also says Bryant was a unique role model. I mean, we talk about African-American young males vis-a-vis basketball players in the basketball court, only because, you know, the NBA is, what, 70 75%, the players anyway, African-American. So there's an identification there. But Kobe touched a nerve. <laughs> I mean, he, he was glo- not only in this country, he was global. He had an impact beyond the borders of the United States. So that, that, mean, that tells me one thing. If you're a youth in Yugoslavia, Macedonia, Serbia, uh, Germany, Nigeria, Taiwan, Brazil. You know about the Kobe. You can identify with the Kobe. Um, And I think that's why there was so much drama and sadness, you know, after the tragedy that took his life, because that identification was global with him. When you really think about it, how many sports figures have that global identification. I mean, you can really count them on one hand and still maybe have two or three fingers left over. But Kobe was one of them. He was unique in that sense. So, yes, he did touch a nerve across a lot of strata. And not just among young people. You know, everybody, (laughs) I mean, the course, the arenas aren't filled by, you know, 19 and 18 and 17 and 16-year-olds. A lot of mature, quote-unquote, mature adults, or let's say older adults, they identify with the Kobe too. So men and women. So I think that um, I think that again is a tribute to not only his legacy but the impact that he had. I don't think one other thing. I don't think that um, Kobe would have continued to have that lasting impact and that lo- and that great resonance across a lot of lines, especially among women, if there wasn't a sense that Kobe had done his mea culpa. I made a mistake, a bad mistake. But in this case, I'm going to try to redeem myself by being the best person I can be. And I think because of that, if you notice, a lot of women were not hard on Kobe at the end. Um, Yeah, it was brought up about what happened in Colorado, the rape accusation and the trial. But, you know, that passed. Um, Most of the focus I saw on Kobe was really two things. One, um, of course, basketball on the court. I mean, that dominated, but also thought there was a subtext too that individuals like I brought up, namely Kobe the humanitarian. Kobe, Kobe, the role model for actually doing good and giving back to the community. I thought that was there too, and I thought that was emphasized, maybe not as much as basketball and sports, but nonetheless, it was still in the mix. Heather Carmichael is the executive director of My Friend's Place, a nonprofit shelter for young homeless people. She says Bryant's impact on the organization will be felt for years. I think there, Los Angeles will forever feel his absence, but his action... I think created momentum and built bridges in ways that I can't really speak to it as a void um, for my friend's place because he opened eyes, he opened doors, he opened people's hearts in ways that I don't think can be shut again. I, I guess like on an individual level, some people might have turned away, but it was a game changer for a champion to say, look at this issue. 
we cannot tolerate Los Angeles to not pull this into greater focus and greater action. So, yeah, I don't sense the void there. And he was one of the early kind of champions to like associate his name. And, you know, I think folks that have stages have contemplated how to associate their names with different causes. And I just feel like maybe the risk uh, cause analysis hadn't afforded people to like really think about the, the brilliance of associating themselves with such a humanitarian issue in our own backyard. And I never saw his hesitation to do that, right? And maybe there was a lot of contemplation that came before um, I got to meet him and his team and Vanessa. But the moment he stepped into my friend's place, I got to see that fire in his eye and the, the willingness. And it just like, everything made sense. Like there was this extraordinary moment of like, I was hesitant, like, right. I didn't know Kobe and my role and my responsibility uh, here at my friend's place is to ensure that we offer the young people the greatest amount of protection that we can, as it comes to our community association with both the community and young people. So I, I, I admittedly was a little bit suspect, but again, the moment they walked in the door, I saw his genuine interest in being a champion for ending homelessness. And then he sat at this table with these young people that saw him as hero. He could have maintained that edge with them, but he sat at that table as someone that was genuinely like taking these young people in, won their admiration for him, but he didn't stop there. He listened to who they were, what their dreams were, and what the consequences of their circumstances of being homeless. And he synthesized the that those experiences and then turned to the media that awaited him as he announced their family foundation. And he, he expressed what he heard from those young people in such real, connected, not artificial, not a, like objectifying. He understood what homelessness meant to those young people, but also didn't diminish them to their circumstances. He saw them in very whole ways, just like I bet he did with every young person he mentored on a court. He won my heart in that moment. Coming up, those who worked with him, knew him and knew of him remember the day of the helicopter crash as the death and life of Kobe Bryant continues. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Kurt Alexander, otherwise known as Big Boy, was a close friend of Bryant's. We heard earlier about the friendship the two shared but he also remembers the morning of the crash. You know, it was a, it was a Sunday, and Kanye West does a thing called uh, uh, Sunday. What, what, what is it? It's a Sunday service. Sunday service. Sun, uh, cleverly hit it there on the su- Sunday service. So I was at Sunday service with you know with my family and Kanye and everybody, and uh, we were just happened to be driving home. And I was driving. My wife was sitting next to me, and she said she got a phone call, and I heard her say Kobe died, and. Instantly, I'm like looking at her like Kobe died. And then she's like, what happened? And in my head, you know, your mind goes so fast. I'm thinking so many different scenarios. And is this a real phone call? But it was my daughter calling from one car to to the car that we were in, which was behind uh, my daughter's car. As far as, you know, being with her friends. When I heard that, it, it just felt so surreal. It just felt unbelievable, like. I, from that point on, I don't even remember any of the words. I don't remember the traffic. I don't remember what was the next, you know, lane, that, you know, the road that we were getting off of. Like, everything became just just a blur. Because Kobe is one of those guys that you just felt like he was going to live forever. Or, you know, like, it wasn't going to be, you know, an instant thing when you get a phone call while you're riding with your family. So that was on a Sunday. What was your show like on that Monday? Horrible. My show was horrible. It was because it was live. It was Los Angeles. It was putting people on that probably never thought they would be on the air before because they didn't 
thought they had, didn't have a reason. And they never thought that they would be on the air talking about Kobe Bryant. We just opened up the phone lines and we let the people speak. And you heard, I mean, not just from us, because we were in here bawling. We were crying. You heard it in every phone call. There was no phone tap that day. There was no funniness. There was, you know, it was just, it was, we were all very emotional that day. And, and, and it's crazy because I have shows. This is my 27th year of radio. And I have shows that I can remember and that's called back to me all the time. 9-11, the day my mom passed and I came on air to announce that my mother died. Tupac passing, Nipsey Hussle passing, Kobe Bryant passing. Out of all the shows that I've done, those are the shows that always come back. You know, and with Pac, it was, I announced to Los Angeles. So people remembered that, oh, man, when you announced. When 9-11 happened, we were live. We announced that. People had some time with Nipsey. People had some time with Kobe. And no matter if it was, you know, 18 hours the next day or something like that, people were very emotional on air with us. We, we didn't know how to, we, there, even now, I can't digest it. So the next day, we weren't ready. You know, but it was beautiful, not beautiful radio. It was a beautiful day to to also celebrate. But a day that we just, Steve, we came together. You could feel it. You could feel it. You, I mean, everyone in the room, of course, this is, you know, pre-pandemic. So everyone in the room just red-eyed. Everybody's crying. The callers, like, and just silence on letting people take their time. You know, it was it was it was a show that I'll never forget. Heather Carmichael worked with Bryant and his wife Vanessa at My Friend's Place, a shelter for young homeless people. She, too, remembers hearing about the accident. I was uh, training. Uh, my Friend's Place runs the L.A. Marathon as one of our fundraising and community building endeavors. Um, I it was my first full marathon and I was out training and my phone, I could feel the texts coming through, but you know, I'm listening to music. I'm trying to like go on a really long run. And finally I just stopped and took in those texts and standing in the middle of, I don't even remember where I think I might've been in East LA and just being overwhelmed and so sad for Vanessa and her family and just like feeling the collective loss for Los Angeles. I didn't know that I would be so impacted, um, but really, you know, one being touched by his beingness and his generosity and the bigness of his presence and just the, the realness of his kindness and how that is as like, it's a part of our social fabric. And I guess I felt that tear in that moment. Author and civil rights leader, Earl Ofari Hutchinson says he was in his car inside his garage when he heard about the helicopter crash and he couldn't believe it. And uh, I'm, you know, doing a little surfing on my uh, cell phone, looking at some of the news. Now, here's here's where it gets really... 
I'm laughing. I mean, I'm laughing almost because it's, there's a pathos here about this. So I catch this news item. Sunday. It's a Sunday. I catch this news item, uh, Kobe Bryant killed in the crash. I laughed. I'll tell you why I laughed. Because, you know, on the Internet, you get so much of this stuff. Celebrities die, celebrities doing it. I mean, I've seen so much of that. People are, you know, with their sardonic humor. They put all this crap up there. So I said, yeah. so I laughed at it. I said, God. But, um, and I've kind of dismissed it. But about five or ten minutes later, I'm online, and, of course, the CNN headline. And then that was a shock. What I thought was a gag, a very poor taste gag, a very sardonic, you know, pathological gag that somebody put, I thought, put on the Internet. Well, it turned out to be the truth. It was a shock. I said, this cannot be. It cannot be for several reasons. One, I mean, when you look at Kobe, I mean, it's not like he's, you know, 90 years old, you know, in a walker in a wheelchair. When you look at him, you still think of him as a young guy on the court. I mean, that's the image of you have you have of a Kobe. That was the first thing. That was the biggest part of the shock. He would be one of the last people on the planet, I would think, would go that way. The second thing is the way he died, right in our own backyard, right here in L.A. County. So all of these things came together. I think that that really dramatized, at least in my mind, the shock aspect of it. And I have to confess, you know, I'm an NFL guy. Football is my thing. You know, not really basketball. Um, You know, I pay some attention to it, but... Still, it touched me from a human standpoint. Only because, not the sports, not the sports, just the tragedy of a young man in the prime of life losing his life like that and doubling down his daughter and dub- tripling down. You had, it wasn't just them. You had others involved, too, in the crash. So it was a loss of, it was a tragedy all the way around that affected many families. Kobe Bryant and many of the other families that were in, in that helicopter with him. So um, that really magnified the tragedy to me. Coming up in episode eight. I think there's two legacies that Kobe leaves behind. One is of grit. And then I think the second, though he didn't express it as such, was love. The legacy of a man, father, husband, and basketball legend. The Death and Life of Kobe Bryant is a production of KFI News at iHeartMedia Los Angeles for the iHeart Podcast Network. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. 
Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.